everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am fantastic. This episode just completely rejuvenates my faith in season 11. Does it now? That's what we're on now, 11, right? It is season 11. Fully. Fully rejuvenates your faith? Yep. Nothing could be better than this. We are we are back in the Nothing could be classic. Better. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. The, the 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 you know the Simpson producer with the gun to my head is gone now. Uh, this episode's not bad. It's, it should feel bad. Oh, I don't. I you might be the Mister Negative for this episode. I <laughs> no. Okay, it's not that bad. It's I mean, not. it could. We, we, as we were discussing, it is the best Ron Howard episode out of the two. <laughs> Hi, guys. We are brought to you by support us on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. We're only dollars a month. You get access to all of our bonus content. Uh, definitely appreciate everyone who supports us. We have a new person to thank this week, Matt. Uh, the best people ever? Uh, we can have as many of those as you want. Precisely, Aiden. Thank you very much, Aiden. Thank you, Aiden. This week's episode is Hello Gutter, Hello Fodder. Episode B-A-B-F-O-2, originally aired November 14th, 1999, written by Al Jean, directed by Mike B. Anderson, had a 9.2 Nielsen rating, which is roughly 9 point something million viewing households. Um, I, I don't know how people, I don't know how they did. I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know. I might have to try and find an alternative source, but if you want the information directly from Nielsen, it's very expensive. They they sell their ratings and the information. It's very expensive. Oh really? I, I'm I'm so shocked. I, know. I mean, that's not like it's their entire business model. Uh, I know this mom and pop podcast shop ain't going to be able to afford so no Nielsen subscription. The chalkboard gag. Wait, which one of us is mom and which one is pop? Now now I'm confused. I mean, clearly I'm mom and you're pop. Oh okay. Is it my dad jokes? Is that would get you know sent me down that path. And your your hat and your khaki your cargo shorts. <laughs> Fair enough. The chalkboard gag. I won't not use no double negatives. Not bad. Not bad. Make it's a thinker. Yeah. Uh, the couch gag. A cement truck pours out concrete versions of the family. Homer's figure dries out quickly and crumbles at his feet. Wah wah. Uh, it. It's fine. It's okay. It's not. Not. It's, it's new. Yeah. It's so new. Yeah. Something. Something. Uh, episode guest stars: Penn and Teller, Ron Howard, Pat O'Brien, and Nancy O'Dell. As themselves. Is this now the, the other question, Matt? Is this the best pen and, episode Penn and Teller are in? Because they're also in one other episode. Which which other one are they in? Is, is the one where Barb becomes a magician? I think it's Simp, something Simpsina, Simp, something like that. I, I don't know. I oh, no, it's where Lisa becomes a magician and yeah. tells this, uh, you know, the secrets to the Chris Angel's son thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. In this episode, we do have, uh, you know, Penn trying to kill Homer. So that's that's a bonus. <laughs> It's very true. Um, the episode begins with a montage of Homer snoozing through an entire day, which that sounds amazing. Doesn't it just, like, oh, I don't want to work today. I'm going to sleep the entire day. I'd feel terrible the next day, but the, I would the dozing and just never getting up. So there a lot of things happen around Homer. Nothing. He does nothing. He sleeps for he's 26 hours late for work, as he says. Uh, he has no time for Maggie, even though she is sad. Wants his attention, I guess. The, it, she is the forgotten Simpson. She is the forgotten Simpson. She she wants his attention at this point, although later she when he does try and give her attention, she doesn't want it. So I 
Well, hopefully uh, he's learned by that. Not She's the, like, oh, wait, he's giving me attention now. I don't want this. It's not... This episode is... Like, it's like Frankenstein's monster. It is like this yeah. thing that is bolted together and not necessarily any of those parts are bad, but the, certainly them together are a weird... They, un, a little... The make, logical flow make, is lacking. Makeshift. Yeah, it does it. It feels very much like this first two thirds of this. Not, uh, not even that. It's like it's like like uh, one fifth, and then two 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 to three fifths, and then another one to two fifths of this episode. There's like three episodes of this thing. It's very strange. So Homer is now rushing to work because he's twenty six hours late, and gets pulled over by Wiggum for driving terribly it's not 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 uh i i think i'm rising i'm losing my personal casting man i don't know what to do about all this um so homer and and like there's all this stuff that's happening in this very beginning of this episode aside from that mention that brief mention of maggie none of this matters like it's just kind of like yeah he gets pulled over and then points out the police's stupidity which is a crime in springfield um, Burn catches Homer. Of course it is. I'm, I'm pretty sure a cop wants that to be a crime. I probably, yeah. They they try and make it a crime, I think, that if they if they could. Burns catches Homer being late, and they have, like, a weird slapstick sequence where Homer tries to hide in the core, and then Burns just kicks him in the butt with the those radio radioactive glove things. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. For your feet. Yeah. Special ones for your feet. Special just so you can kick somebody. So you can kick Homer. And then he and then he has to eat toxic waste as punishment. Because that's how you punish your workers and make sure they're not around to complain to uh, anyone. Yeah, that would... Uh, it's, uh, none of this matters. Because any none of anything can fill this time. Because all it does is lead Lenny and Carl to ask Homer to go bowling with him. Oh, this is the worst day ever. Hi, Homer. What camps? Mr. Burns is making me eat all these drums of toxic waste. Jeez, that's rough. There must be two, three hundred gallons in here. Yeah, and even a teaspoon could cause a fatal tumor. Hey, you want to come bowling with us tonight? Okay. Hello? Homer? Where are you? You promised you were going to have a tea party with Maggie. Oh, Marge, I'm sorry. I can't make it. A cooling tank just blew and they're taking Lenny to the hospital. Oh, no, not Lenny. Not Lenny. Yeah, so I'm going to have to work late instead of seeing you and the kids, which is what I really want. Okay, sure. Kids, turn off the TV. I have some bad news about Lenny. Not Lenny! Because everybody loves Lenny. He's the cool one. Uh, not Lenny. I mean, Homer Love uh, later gives direct credit to Carl, so feels like they are at least equal. In the, in... Or, or perhaps Homer really likes Carl, but his family really likes Lenny. Well, Homer's all that matters, Matt, as this episode will tell you. That's true. Because there's no B-plot to this. Sort of. It is a Homer plot, and then a different Homer plot. Uh, th- again, here, there's a mention of Maggie and a tea party with her, and Homer's shirking that to go bowling. And that's all we get for, like, the first first 15 minutes of this episode because i looked at the time yep. it it's is homer bowling it's it's homer it's homer plot basically all homer so he goes bowling 
he's bowling really he's very angry he sees burns face in his bowling ball he thinks he's going a little bit crazy he's very angry at his day because he was late to work and then he sped and he got punished for it and then he got punished for being late to work from by his workplace um so he's very angry at all the things that he brought upon himself well i mean nothing can be his fault obviously I, I, this like you're you're entirely correct matt nothing could be homer's fault so Homer is bowling well. I guess the rage is driving him to excellence. He's hitting all strikes. He's on his way to a perfect game. And Lenny makes an appearance. Lenny as a jinx. Hey, Homer, that's four strikes in a row. You got a perfect game going. Really? Careful what you say, Lenny. You jinx it. All right. Sorry. Miss. Miss. Sorry, I was calling the waitress. Uh, this split you sold me is making me choke. Lenny. What? I paid seven ten for this split. Will you at least call it a banana split, you dumbwad? Hey, spare me your gutter mouth. Oh, oh. Spare me your gutter mouth. <laughs> yep. That's, that's... Hey, write down every bowling pun you can think of, Matt. I'm pretty sure they used them all. They did. They used... The... There's probably... There's other ones, I think, that, you know, if you're really into bowling, you could come up with some that we don't... You know, we're not privy to as we're just, you know, bowling casuals. That's true. Uh, as someone who has never gotten above like a 120, I would definitely call myself a casual. I've gotten, I think my best game was like a 190. It's pretty impressive. I, it was a freak accident. I don't know how I did it. It just happened. <laughs> freak accident. I like that. I just, I just was very good that one time. So we get Homer bowling his perfect game. Uh, we get an ad about crusty gum having spider eggs and hantavirus in it. Which... Thankfully, uh, I, I don't believe I, I ever was around for that outbreak of the hantavirus. That sounds terrible. This, it's really the when Bart bursts his bubble and spiders come out of it. Of the I, I that's very bad for me. That makes me wince inside. Why, Robbie? Do you hate spiders that much? I was, I believe, eight years old when I saw arachnophobia for the first time. Ooh, aches, and it destroyed me and spiders forever i know most spiders are harmless and don't care about humans but i was a child and i had to watch that awful awful movie with the bad spiders who kill everything doesn't sound like fun no you watch a nature documentary about how spiders are awesome i that doesn't help it does it's a it, you can't What's the saying? You can't um, a, a belief. You can't change someone's belief that they got through emotion with with reason. You have to use emotion to to change their mind. And there's no. I don't know if there's something that can overwhelm those terrible things that happened in that movie that no one should ever watch. <laughs> so Homer's about to bowl the perfect game. The family finds out that he lied, and don't care really. I, I there's no re there. There are no. Well, they're so relieved that Lenny's okay. There are no repercussions for Homer. When are there ever reproduction repercussions for Homer? In in good episodes, Matt. There's, oh, there's repercussions yeah, well, because know. that's how character works. How you care, you have to actually have consequences for for like character flaws are great. And believe me, Homer has tons of character flaws in this episode. But in, in, unless you face consequences, unless there's bad things that happen because you did a bad thing, it doesn't mean anything. Um, so 
I, I suppose I that's I shouldn't. Okay, I'll correct myself. That Homer does face much physical damage to his body. That seems to but be seeing the, as the cartoon. It doesn't really seem. Yeah, you know. that's the other thing. Like because it is because the Scully ears are so cartoonish. I you, Homer is basically like you know he's the Roadrunner or or Wiley e. Coyote. He can just get electrocuted and stomped on and dropped off buildings, and he's fine. So he bowls. He's bowling. The family shows up. They're relieved that Lenny is okay. Homer bowls his perfect game by with uh, a a natural, the natural reference, and it explodes. It seemingly the entire bowling alley, but I, sure, it doesn't matter. It could be. It is effectively magic. That's true. And it leads to one of the only really good jokes uh, when the two bowling alley guys get out their two keys that they have to turn simultaneously and it drops one balloon. <laughs> it's it's a bowling alley and they obviously don't have that kind of money. Yeah, uh, it's not. I'm, I will say that there are plenty of like clip like like many Simpsons episodes that we have been kind. I will say I have been harsh on. It's not that there aren't clever gags or funny jokes. It's just there's just not any character in this thing. There's there, well, this there's has, no character, this, and, and this like has, you said, that the, the the logic takes a back door. Yeah, and this one, this episode, honestly, has more than most because basically of the last five minutes. But up until that point, mm, eh. uh, so with that, Homer has bowled a perfect game. He's uh, he's in uh, in joyous celebration. The the bowling alley is cheering for him. Everyone loves him. And then we go to commercial. And when we come back, we get we basically hop right back on where we were. Uh, Homer is uh, basically has his bucket list uh, and uh, things he wants to do before he die. And he checks it, the bowl of perfect game off. Uh, I believe he has already seen Stevie Nicks naked several times. That's checked off multiple times. Uh, at this point, Homer then thanks Carl instead of Marge uh, because you know, bowling is a sport you play by yourself. So generally, you thank your family for supporting you rather than your friend who is just kind of there. But you know, Mar- Marge is content with rolling her eyes. Who's Marge? Uh, who's that? And then Marge, uh, it's Homer's wife. We don't really see her that much. Uh, just glimpses in the background mostly. All right, all right I'm just checking. Yeah, uh, but because this is Springfield, Homer bowling a perfect game is a big friggin' deal to the point where Homer gets to come in and talk to Bart's class. <laughs> local hero is Homer Simpson. Mr. Simpson bowled a perfect game without the aid of steroids, crack, angel dust, or the other narcotics that are synonymous with pro bowling. Thank you, parts teacher. You know, kids, my teacher said I would never amount to anything. And until last week, they were dead right. But now I've achieved perfection. Hmm. Any questions? Yes, Bart's weird friend. Will you be my dad? <laughs> You've got a father. He's just a dud. Next question. Yes, the girl Bart has a crush on. Do you think I could grow up to be a doctor? Hey, this was supposed to be about me. Now, any other questions? Pumpkin face? Headgear? Chicken pox? Smelly? Lazy eye? Spiky head? Okay, class dismissed. Rock on! Want to split the birthday cupcakes? I mean, telling a whole bunch of kids to they get to leave class and then taking their cupcakes, that just seems wonderful. You you have zero children and you have baked goods. Exactly. 
It's just, quite frankly, the best thing you can do with children is get rid of them, at least for a brief period. <laughs> now, in addition to speaking in front of his, <laughs> in front of Bart's class, uh, Homer gets to go on Springfield Squares. Yeah, the local version of Hollywood Squares yeah. with some wonderful celebrities. You mean the show that's just like tic-tac-toe? Uh, we like to downplay the uh, resemblance to tic-tac-toe. Uh, so yes, Homer's on Springfield Squares. Uh, he is the center square, uh, a.k.a. the flavor of the month square, as Kent Brockman, the host, informs us. Uh, Homer, being Homer, is a moron and doesn't know which sheet to read from when it comes to jokes or answers, because obviously on Springfield Squares, they're given both, because the questions, not everyone can, can know them, and you can't just have random people seeming to know everything, because then the celebrities seem like some are better than others. So uh, Homer messes it up, uh, and of course, uh, Kent Brockman informs him that he is a flavor of the month, and as such, he's a bad celebrity. Uh, Homer doesn't like that, uh, and, and is is quite sad. Uh, Ron Howard, of course, is on, uh, and I believe his first introduction to this episode, and begs to be the center square because he can handle the responsibility, and obviously Homer cannot. I, I agree, I concur. Ron well, Howard, yeah, because Ron Howard is a a wonderful director and actor, and he can do pretty much anything he wants. I, and I will say they that he the good joke that that is a solid Ron Howard burn of why do you think I became a director because you weren't cute anymore that's very <laughs> that that's pretty solid I I Matt yes itchy and scratchy are there because they're obviously real itchy and scratchy are there those fictional cartoon I, characters I think we've gone this to the point that we we can just say. Itchy and Scratchy are there. Cartoon characters acting as if they are normally part of the Simpsons universe. Yeah, that's what I I don't like it, but there it is. Indeed. Mm -hmm. So moving on uh, from this wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, Homer uh, decides that he is going to try and extend his 15 minutes of fame by doing a walk on at Penn and Teller. Before my partner Teller hits the shark-infested water, I'll need to borrow someone's crossbow. I only need one. Now, to save my partner's life, I'll need complete... Hello, everybody. Did somebody say a perfect game? You idiot. You'll ruin everything. I'm doing a walk-on. It's a show business thing. Oh, how y'all doing? Let's see. What's in the news today? Will you shut up? Hey, I thought you never talked. Uh, I didn't mean to. It just slipped out. Oh, God, now Penn's gonna beat me. <laughs> Folks, it's all part of the act. No, it isn't. Don't leave me alone with him. You've ruined the act. I'm gonna kill you. He'll do it. I'm not the first teller. Remember, Springfield, keep on swinging. Hey, come here. I, I just want to talk to you. Come here. Come here. Ooh, ooh. Guys, as somebody who is quite a big fan of Penn and Teller, this is uh, perfect because uh, if you've ever actually heard Teller speak, he's, he's a wonderful speaker and a great guy. And uh, Penn Gillette is uh, basically exactly like this. So it's fun. You, you get to see Penn be himself. I don't think he's a murderer. Probably not. But he said he just wanted to talk and I believe him. I mean, he does like to talk. He has to exactly. do it most of the time for them. I would still like, I've never seen a Penn and Teller show. I would like to do that once in my life. Um, I do like them quite a bit. And this is another bit like they, it's not that again, this episode isn't like bad. It's just strange. And 
I think this bit is very good. Home, Penn and Teller are, again, not afraid to have them portray, you know, Penn as a lunatic and Teller as a, a future dead person, apparently. Yeah. It's like, well, tricks go wrong all the time. He just finds a new Teller, obviously. Exactly. He's like Spinal Tap's drummer. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Anyway, uh, at this point, the episode uh, shifts gears in a weird direction uh, because... Uh, at home, we see Maggie watching the happy little elves who tell her that she is special. Uh, but Homer breaks in and tells her, oh, no, he is special uh, because he gets to do whatever he wants and just completely ignores Maggie, uh, except when she is obviously telling him wonderful things about himself. Mm -hmm. uh, Lisa and Marge are there to tell Homer, no, you moron, just fade away. You've had your 15 minutes of fame. Stop being a jerk about it. So Homer compares himself to God and bowling ability because, you know. Bowling a perfect game, it's the same as being God, right? You know, he's practically the same. This, I, Matt, can I point out a very obvious thing that of this course. episode just purposely, like, completely ignores? Like, you, Homer has done way more famous things than this. Are you sure about that? I mean, bowling a perfect game is a pretty big deal, Robbie. He went to outer space. Well, I mean, who's going to remember that? Frank Grimes. Well... Yeah, but he's dead, so he's not remember anything. Frank Grimes Jr. Apparently, um, Homer has done. He's managed country superstars. He's gone to outer space. He played baseball with all stars, like technically softball, but yeah, I know. But like, you can't. I they've treated like it's you. I Homer has dealt like has. I don't know why this be like this is this is when you dish up on a star. It's the same thing. It's the same plot. Like, I think it's funnier than when you up on the star. But I don't know. I think it's different enough that it's Homer attempting to be memorable, at least for the first portion. Uh, but then it veers off in a weird direction. So you're right. He, he's, he's trying to use something nearby or at least in this one, it's something he has accomplished. It's just not that impressive. So it fades away really quickly. Okay. And it doesn't require guest stars uh, to take over the vast majority of the time I, I agree with that and frankly i think this i i think most of the jokes in this are genuinely funnier than than certainly when you dish upon a star like we said oh yeah this is definitely if you're gonna pick a ron howard episode i'm picking this one 100 of the time also homer comparing himself literally to god no no repercussions remember homer the heretic Matt? you remember that episode i do that whole episode was about that wasn't it it was um, <laughs> Hmm. Well, obviously, you can't have two episodes about Homer actually having consequences to his actions. That would be boring. I, I'll stop. I, I'm not going to just do it forever. I'm, I have limits. I have to pick my battles. And there are so, so many to pick from. <laughs> there are. So, yes. Uh, at this point, uh, Homer is downtrodden. So Marge suggests he go talk to his life partner, who is obviously not Marge. I can't believe it, Mo. The greatest speed of my life is already forgotten. Jeez, Homer, I never seen you so depressed. As your life partner, I'm very worried. Save your tears, Mo. Save them in a shot glass for someone who still has a shred of hope. A shred of what? I'm sorry, I was counting the cocktail radishes. <sighs> now, where was I? Uh, two, three, three radishes. Three big radishes. So, yes, even Mo, Homer's life partner, is pretty much ignoring him at this point because, you know, whatever. And here we get uh, the uh, 
the wonderful sequence uh, that reminds us of Homer's Odyssey. But uh, it's treated a little more lightly this time, where Homer goes to kill himself. And uh, not only does Homer go to kill himself, but he's pushed off by the person behind him for taking too long. So what happens, man? Hey, Robbie, did you know suicide's funny? <laughs> it's. I was going to play a clip, and then I was going to yell about it a little bit. <laughs> about suicide or just where this episode goes wrong? <laughs> oh, this is both. Both, I would say. When keeping it real goes <laughs> wrong. Exactly. So what happens? They go to commercial. Mm. Matt, they go to commercial. Yes, yes. And then we go to commercial as Homer is plummeting toward his inevitable doom. Uh, so we come back. He's still falling. Um, he doesn't He doesn't die, which I guess is good. Hey, Mr. S. I didn't know you budgied. I want to live. No, no, you're too heavy. It's a glandular problem. Horlax, Chuds, mole people. There is no escape from the fortress of the moles. No, except that. Ow! Oh, Lord, you saved me. I guess you had some higher purpose in mind. Hey, fuck out! Oh, dumbass. You trying to get yourself killed? Not anymore, Ron. Now I'm looking for something to dedicate my life to. Something noble but easy. Daddy, stop talking to that bomb. Look, I'd love to help you out, Homer, but I'm taking my kids to the zoo. That's great. Even big stars take their kids to the zoo. Well, it's a different zoo, containing animals you've never heard of. Daddy, we're missing the Fantastopotamus. She only sings twice a day. That's it. Kids are the answer. I'll dedicate my life to my children. Really? You have children? Oh, well, look, here's some money. No, I don't want your pity or your money. Usually when you say that, you give the money back. I do what now? Yoink. Um, again, Ron Howard. I love Ron, Ron Howard yeah, stealing he, money from Homer. Yeah, that Ron. That just feels good to me. Exactly. Um, I, I don't care how cartoonish it is. I don't find suicide jokes funny. It doesn't matter. Nope. does not matter how much you dress it up with like, hey, it's a bungee jumping and he sees Morlocks and Mole Man as a Mole Man. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I don't care. I, it's not hilarious. It's awful. It's very bad. It's terrible. It's not. It's it. it so there's and again, no repercussions, no consequences to any of this. And and like a dramatic shift in what this episode is like it's just two different it's two different episodes it's crazy it's completely i mean and this will become i think a very a unfortunately a problem with the show as it goes on in years and that they will just meld two incredibly disparate things together and call it an episode but i'm still gonna say something like from here from here on out I I really like this this the last five minutes of this episode I really like. Yeah, because it's the only one that need to have a real character development where the characters you know express honest emotions for each other. Yeah, and there's genuine feeling between uh, Homer and uh, Maggie. So it, it just suddenly it's just like hey now suddenly it's and they there are there are those mentions earlier. About, hey, Maggie wants attention here. Maggie needs attention here. Maggie wants to be special here. And that's the only thing connecting them. That is the only connective tissue. But I just don't see anything about Homer dealing with not being famous anymore and Homer bonding with Maggie. Like, 
those are like those either of those things are perfectly acceptable things to put ep- about make an episode about but there's they're not they don't connect like it could be anything like literally any this the first 15 minutes of this episode can be, Homer could be doing literally anything and suddenly goes oh I should be spending time with my children it could be about fame it could be about him you know learning to knit it doesn't matter it's just all they just all they do is just have a, a line of him going oh Ron Howard cares about his children maybe I should care about mine I don't I don't you know I don't know so Homer Homer goes home. Sorry. I, I just I just wanted your rage to, to not, be out there for it's a not while. Rage. It's not rage. It's not it's just flabbergast kind of it's very much like you I because I think these last five minutes are incredibly sweet. You know, and and despite that it still has some of those like, oh Homer just can be bad and what's to call attention to it and we don't try and fix it. We don't try and give him an arc, really. Um he doesn't have an arc in this episode at all, by the way. He does not. He doesn't change one bit. Maggie is the one who changes. Yeah, which is the Maggie worst. realizes she loves him. Ma- Maggie pulls a Marge. She realizes she loves him because he's helpless. I don't. I think. I, I think Secrets of a Successful Marriage do mu- does a much better job of doing that work for us. Um, oh yeah, but that is your your mostly your. I think that your version of events is very good, Matt, and it mostly works with this episode. So Homer goes home wants to bond with his children. Fortunately, they realize that he's terrible. Uh, and well, They realized that a long time ago. So, Homer's terrible. Let's focus on it for a little bit. Listen, boy. I was wondering if you could use a little more fatherly attention. No need, Dad. Over the years, I've learned to find father figures wherever I can. Construction workers, the internet, and Nelson here. If you tie a string around your finger real tight, you can make it turn purple. I can see I'm not needed here. Ethan, honey, do you need any help with your homework? Sure. You can help me find three words where Y is the vowel. I've been so blind. I'll lavish my attention on Maggie, the forgotten Simpson. Maggie, it's me, Daddy. Daddy's going to spend a lot more time with you. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> Where's Maggie? Where's Maggie? Hey, where is she? There you are. Um, that's that sound is Maggie trying to to get break her way out of the room to get away from Homer. Which you know, when Homer starts talking in that voice, it's usually a good idea to run away. Yeah. So, so the the this is now the plot. It's not Homer and Fame are not important anymore they don't talk about it whatsoever in the rest of this episode uh they do call back at the very end to bowling and that is it um now is can homer earn maggie's trust right i am that's a correct that's a correct assessment matt that's the best i can give you okay not not getting it's not hey homer needs to give maggie attention it is maggie homer needs to earn maggie's trust Uh, okay because Seems like attention is all she wanted for this entire episode, and now she has is is she spurned? Is she angry at Homer because he didn't pay attention to her for in, because of bowling? Yep. Okay, just waiting for that. I just was making sure. I'm just want to verify. So they, he he dresses up like a Teletubby, shocks himself. Maggie is scared. Um, takes Maggie to a swim class. She she doesn't want to jump in towards him because he's terrifying. 
I don't blame her. He is kind of terrifying. Um, well, especially in that wonderful uh, weird mask he has on for no particular reason with two uh, mouthpieces. Snorkels, yeah. I don't... Not not good... Not great for a child to see. So, eventually, they're, they're driving away from, I think, the swim class. It does not matter. Uh, Maggie sees a butterfly outside, which that butterfly must be the fastest butterfly alive. Yeah, since they're driving in a car and it just <laughs> lands softly on the windshield. It's just, it's just floating there, and then and you're like, um... It doesn't matter because he she points at it. He thinks she's pointing at the ocean. So they go to the ocean and Homer averts uh, 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 faces death once again in this in the same episode. See, Maggie, the ocean is just like a bathtub, except instead of rubber duckies, it has barracudas and moray eels. <laughs> Nothing to worry about. Just a little wave. And this riptide is certainly nothing Daddy can't struggle against. Help! Help! Somebody help! Oh, Karen, too strong! I know. If I sink to the bottom, I can run to the shore. <laughs> Maggie, call Aquaman! Maggie, call Aquaman. Well, I mean, who else could get Homer out of that predicament? Namor the Submariner. Dude, Namor is a jerk. He would never even bother. He wouldn't even deign to uh, accept Homer's request. Maybe Homer could give him something in, re- in return. Maybe. Unless, unless maybe. he's going to give him her Sue Storm. I don't think I, Namor's going to care. I was going to say, maybe Namor has a thing for Marge. Possibly. And knowing Homer, we know that he would totally give her up. I mean, there is... I, that's, I think, two episodes from now, Matt. We, we get the... <laughs> March ends up with a different with a different dude, and Homer has to get her back. Um, well, to be fair, Marge is kidnapped by said dude. Homer doesn't actually give her away. Let's worry about that episode when we get there, <laughs> and all its problems. So Homer is drowning, getting swept out to sea by a riptide. Maggie swims out into the ocean. Maggie is one years old, correct? One year old. I believe that's her canonical age. Yeah, roughly a year old, and uh, drags a the full mo- full grown man up to the surface and saves him. Uh, yeah, well, they I yeah I was gonna say so. Homer is back on shore with the rest of the family. They're there somehow, and Doctor Hibbert is also there on at the ocean. Did I? Sure. Why? We don't need any. It, they're there. And they do, tr- at least they spend time explaining how a baby saves a grown man. Doctor, how could a little baby save a full-grown man from drowning? Oh, it's quite simple. When a parent's life is in danger, a child can summon superhuman strength. Well, all I care about is that my little girl loves me. Oh, and we're going to spend a lot more time together from now on. So they go bowling. And we, f- and then Homer cheats Maggie out of five points so that Maggie doesn't get a perfect game, even though the balloon does well, drop. Of course not, because you know obviously Maggie can't be better than him. She's just a little baby. So what? What happened, Matt? Can you tell me what happened? They had two different ideas for a episode, and they just smashed them together. <laughs> I I meant like I I mean I know I uh, yes I agree with you. <laughs> I, yeah, that's true. I think that's undoubtedly true. I mean, 
even in this last five minutes, Homer decides he's going to refocus attention on his children. He goes to Bart and Lisa. They he's either not needed or not interested in help in being their father anymore. Apparently, then he goes to Maggie. Maggie doesn't want his attention all of a sudden, so he needs to earn her trust. He tries to pretend to be a Teletubby, takes her to his swim class, and presumably other things. We don't really see much. Then he gets washed out to sea, almost drowns, and she saves him. And that, how does that mean she trusts him now? I, um, oh. What is it about, how is that about trust? I mean, it's it's a good thing I uh, that Maggie, a baby, saves Homer, a overweight man, a grown man from drowning, managed to carry him up. Um, that's good. You know, it's nice. It's sweet. I just don't. It doesn't really make sense. Well, of course not, because it's Looney Tunes uh, season. So, yeah. oh, we just let it go. I, hey, I, I think. Despite the fact that Homer is still kind of a, not a good person in the last five minutes, I find the last five minutes very sweet because it's Maggie. Because we get time with Maggie. She is the forgotten Simpson. We don't see her very much, and we very rarely get well, any amount of episode contributed to her. That's true. And not only that, it's that we get some time with Maggie, and be, I guess because she's a baby – they go with one of two emotions. She can either be silly or she can be heartfelt. And for once they went with heartfelt instead of wackiness because I guess because Maggie was involved and that works. That's what the Simpsons has done really well. And it honestly brings the whole episode up like half a letter grade, honestly. Yeah, it it helps a lot. And it has, it has, it is obviously like this episode, it says written by Al Jean and Hey, that is, kind of his signature is managing to make episodes better just because there's a little bit of heart in it. And I think this episode is funny. I think it has very good jokes. It is a mess and it has a terrible suicide joke in it. And yeah, that's, that's what brings it back down a little. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) guys, I really, And it's just, you know, it's just more of the cartoonishness. It's itchy and scratchy as real characters. It is Homer seeing Morlocks and uh, Mole Men and Chuds as he dives into the earth. Well, because obviously all of those things are down there. Uh, sure. I don't know. It's this episode ultimately, I think, is fine. That's where I'm at. I don't really know. Like, I have mixed feelings about it. I think the Maggie stuff is good. I think some of the fame stuff has, it looks like it has direction. It looks like it's meaningful and like they're doing something with it. And then it becomes a different episode. I don't know. What do you, I don't know how to judge this. It's fine. <laughs> it's better than most of season 11. Uh, we're not so there. Far. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say that yet, Matt, because we have not ranked any of, like, we've ranked the first, like, four episodes, so. Okay, it's better than about half of season 10. We can say that at least. Yeah, that's true. It is, I think, better than half of season 10. Um, I don't know. I think it's fine. It has jokes, which seems to be... It's jokes and they're occasionally funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll rank it at the end of the show. Uh, No submission for this for my favorite episode. Uh, If you have a favorite, you can send it in to SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com, explaining why it is your favorite. And if we've missed you over the preceding 10 seasons... Send it in. I will read it. 
in our holiday episode. Is this episode broken, Matt? I don't think it's broken. It's weird, but I don't think it's broken. I'm... I don't think it's bad, but I'm not sure if it... I don't know if it, I might say it's... I don't Okay, okay. If, if we say broken in such a way that it's not bad, but that it just doesn't make any sense, like, it just... It's confusing above all else, then yes, it is broken, because... Huh? Here, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, okay. Largely, I don't think this episode is necessarily broken, because... Yes, the the first 15 minutes and the last five minutes are not connected in anything other than Homer needed something to drive him towards Maggie. But it there it is something. He is sad and disappointed, so he goes back to his kids. I, I it doesn't it's not good, but it isn't broken. I'll say that. How about that? Works for me. Okay. With that, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments on the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comes to the news group. It's Ray Ocom through the old alt.tv.obsessive news group. See what people thought about the episode after it, uh, after the week or two after it came out, or anything else that's interesting. Um, here, man, I, it's this is an average kind of B average episode, I think, was ultimately mm-hmm. most people liked it, didn't love it, but they liked it. Uh, but I think the extreme reviews are more interesting, so that's what I pulled. Uh, first one. I thought this was a good episode. One of the first really solid and funny offerings this season beginnings with a hilarious time-lapse sequence and ending with a heartwarming Maggie and homies Homer scene. Hello was filled with fun. There are a lot of throwaway gags, but not in that lame family guy style that I hate so very, very much. I love the return of Maggie. This is the first time since a streetcar named Marge or perhaps ever that she's taken such a starring role in an episode. I thought it worked out quite nicely. Huzzah for the BABF series. It looks to be somewhat of a return to the glory days. A. Return of the Glory Days. I've got one. I've got to say one thing about tonight's episode. Hell yeah! Never thought I could love a Homer-based episode, and I've quit reviewing them. But tonight, I actually laughed my ass off at the jokes and actually felt something for the most ignored Simpson, Maggie. Other than a few really things are real aimed, the jumping off the building and eating the toxic waste. Homer and Maggie stole the show in the third act. A plus. So there's the good ones, Matt. Okay, I, I I don't know what episode they were watching, but sure, they they liked it, uh, or maybe they just have low expectations uh here's the bad ones this was a bizarre episode that hardly even resembled the simpsons of old the story went all over the place with no direction and the characters did things without any motivation or reason i.e homer jumping off the building wasn't that funny and a lot of the jokes just didn't make any sense homer eating toxic waste marge's obsession with lenny and the cartoonishness was really annoying this time around it was saved from an f because it's probably the first maggie episode ever and i wish they had told us this at at the beginning the season was going so well until this turd d and finally, the season was going so well. Uh, uh, sure. Uh, yes, going so well. So uh, the last one I got, this episode wasn't what I expected it to be. The dialogue lacked the emotion feeling found in other episodes. The writers left the episode disjointed by transferring the storyline from Homer's success to, to Homer trying to get along with Maggie. Then there were no humorous jokes or scenes in the story with the worst offender being the Burns Smithers Homer scene at the power plant. F. I don't know if I'd call it the, the, the worst offender, but sure. It is second worst. I would say second worst. Yeah. Because it has, it is not even connected to the Homer and fame thing. It is literally just spending time until he goes to the bowling alley. And it's not funny. Yeah. So I agree there. Um, a lot of people sending in let, uh, words that why is the vowel? <laughs> and that's what you do. I, sure. I mean, that's that's what nerds did. 
they they are like, oh, that's a question. We can answer that question. And there were dozens and dozens of them. Lots of people sending in words that, why is the vowel? Which doesn't seem like a question Lisa would have trouble with. <laughs> but sure, why not? Maybe it's maybe it was her like trying to like give Homer like, here, help me with this. I don't need it, but you can join me. Yeah. And Homer left because he's a good father. Well, it's too hard for him. Good father Homer is not even trying. Um, That's about it. There's other stuff, but yeah, I don't think anything. There's a lot of I also a lot of VW bugs in the early traffic sequence that the, the Simpsons comment comment uh, car man had did note. There are many VW bugs. Very exciting right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We can move on. To our next segment, it's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is what is your favorite movie parody sequence? Uh, lots of good answers. Appreciate everyone who takes the time. First, from Alex. A streetcar named Marge has so many good sequences. My single favorite has to be when Homer goes to pick up Maggie from the Ayn Rand School for Tots, and the room is packed with babies silently sucking on their pacifiers, all of the birds. To this day, one of my famous family's favorite quotes. Ugh. Babies. Right there with you. From AJ, anytime they reference Psycho using Skinner and his mom, especially in earlier seasons before we'd ever seen Agnes... One in particular is when Skinner looks up at his quote-unquote house, and it's the house from Psycho, and he's talking, quote-unquote, to his mother while Marge and Lisa are in the office slowly backing away. What, is it? <laughs> what, what was that, mother? Uh, from Nick, easy. Homer loves Flanders when Homer is chasing after Flanders in his car, and Homer comes at him T-1000 style. Come on, Ned, move this thing. I can't. I can't. It's a Geo. Very good. It is. That is very good. Uh, Tommy has to be Panicchio. I love quoting the whole thing. The way Dan Castellaneta does that hilarious accent is a work of art. Also, in recent years, I remember laughing out loud at Bart hiding confused Mr. Burns in his closet, all of which was absurdly hilarious E.T. reference. Burns' long neck, his wailing, his hiding between, to between toys while Marge inspects the closet. Even E.T. himself made a cameo as one of the toys. So good. Um, Zach's answer, Raiders of the Lost Ark with Homer as the giant boulder. It was one of the ones that immediately sprung to mind with Bart getting the coin jar. Homer's pennies. Um, mm -hmm. Homer's change. Uh, Jean-Pierre, one that I distinctly remember seeing for the first time in The Simpsons before seeing the movie was a scene from Duffless where Lisa pits Bart against a hamster and he gets traumatized with electric shock from touching cupcakes. Marge asks Bart to bring out the plate of cupcakes and he goes to get them and it's a shot of Bart hovering his hands over them to grab them. But he ultimately finds himself unable to. This scene is in reference to A Clockwork Orange, where Alex is being tested after being conditioned from acting on his desire to grope a woman, and only goes so far as to hover his hands over her breasts before falling apart, defeated. I remember seeing that scene in the movie and thinking, wait, I know this scene. How do I know this scene? I think we've all had the experience with different movies, or saw The Simpsons version first. <laughs> that happens so much. Uh, employee a million at O Benjamin. Easily the psycho parody in Itchy and Scratchy and Marge. Not just a well-timed scene, but it perfectly shows the effect cartoons are having on Maggie and how much of an oaf Homer is. It is very good. And it tells you how much the Simpsons writers loved Hitchcock because that's like the third, fourth one they've already referenced. Um, John at John Fine 2. I hate every ape I see from Chimpan A to Chimpan Z. <laughs> I just love legitimate theater. Uh, Steven at Stephen K. Mark. Not necessarily a parody, but when Homer wakes up in a Lego world, a more recent Simpsons episode that was done perfectly. I would call that a parody. They say that. 
it the comparisons between that and the Lego movie are just a little too similar for them to be that being. They said it was a happy accident. Yeah, mm, sure, 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 sure it was. Uh, Elliot at Tweety Man Seventeen. The the T two parody from Homer Loves Flanders is my favorite. Uh, but also love the McBain film that runs through several episodes. They even got a Wrath of Khan joke in it, so bonus for that. Uh, Snow Hood Swan at Swan Hood Swan. The Great Gatsby. I just enjoyed Homer's voiceover. It was beautifully done. The entire hour-long hit, all the right spots. Nothing was misplaced or wrong with this one, so it deserves to be in the top of my list. Cole at Midnight on the Third Day. Gotta be the Twin Peaks dream from Who Shot Mr. Burns. The suit. It burns. Um, uh, JLT Dog at JLT Dog. Rosebud. Lobo. Lobo! They never should have canceled Sheriff Lobo. Well, I think we can all agree to that. It's one of those references lost to time because I've never watched that. Never watched that show whatsoever. Mitch at MitchDoll13. I love when the last two minutes of Homer the Vigilante. Homer the Vigilante basically become it's a mad, 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 mad world. Including the big W, I mean T. Barney flying through a billboard and a Phil Silver's character drowning all to the original soundtrack. It's fair. I, Matt does not like it's a mad, 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 mad world. No, it's a very, very boring movie. It's... It's a little too long, but I do still like it. Lauren at El Columbia 88. The shinning overall is a pretty perfect segment. If I had to choose just one part of it, I would have to be no TV, no beer, make Homer something, something. Line of quote often. The shinning and the shining are really, really perfect. And they really do a good job of capturing the similarities in how they frame the shinning. Matt, what is your answer? I have to go with the streetcar named Desire uh, or a streetcar named Marge. Uh, I just think... I don't know if you could really call it like uh, anything more than an homage uh, because I, I really enjoy what the Simpsons do to that uh, by making the, the characters take part in that uh, you get to see Marge as Blanche and, you know, I love Stanley or uh, Ned as Stanley uh, and just how Homer gradually understands the point of the play because he is essentially living it. And it's just, it's wonderful, and it really makes me want an actual musical version of Streetcar Named Desire. I'm. Have you ever looked to see if there is one? I haven't, but I worry. I'm willing to bet. I want a good one. I'm willing to bet there is one out there because it seems like there'd have to be. Uh, my answer is Cape Fear. Um, yeah, all, it's pretty much their best one. All, all of it, basically. Like, it's, it's very good. It's it. It is a one of my favorite episodes, and Bob as uh, Max Katie, I believe, is the killer's name in the original, is really good. I don't know a really it, like Bob is not like that character whatsoever, but the way they slot him in and use his absurdity to highlight the humor and stuff, and it is so good. It's so perfect, and they do a really good job of of, of also of you know, framing the shots the same way, animating things very similarly to how they do in that, in the, the remake. It's very, very good. Um, great episode. Um, next week's question. What is Homer's greatest achievement? It'll be a very subjective one mm-hmm. more so than usual. Could, could be many things. I mentioned even in this episode, he went to space. That's a pretty, pretty th- good thing, right? It's a pretty great achievement. If I went to space, I would never stop talking about it. That's true. You have an astronaut like uh, stitched onto your, all your clothing. Exactly. Like, hey, man, I went to space. Don't forget. Um, <laughs> I'll post this question on all the social media, facebook.com slash the Simpson Show Pod, Twitter at Simpson Show Pod. And you can email us at Simpson Show Pod at gmail.com. Uh, like us and follow us if you want to see that stuff in those places, you know, social media. Guess what, Matt? What's that? It's time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. 
I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Chair Challenge. This is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard, and try and stump the other. I have a 16 to 7 lead on this in the season so far. I'm going to hold on with a gr- the tightest grip I can to that lead. Mm-hmm. I, I need it. I need the victory. Um, hey, Matt, give me an easy question. All right, so your easy question. What are the names of Homer's parents? Oh, um, I... I I think my brain just short circuited for a second because I'm like Homer's parents. Who are they? Um, Abe and why can't why can't I think of this, Matt? Abe and Abe Simpson and why can't I think? Man, I re- I should have put this as your hard question. Dang, I thought this was way too easy. I mean, if I'm gonna miss a question, the easy question is one of this. Well, I'm gonna get it. Okay, yeah. it'll t- it'll come to me. Abe and Glenn. Later, like Homer's mom, Plank Simpson, Mona Simpson, Abe and Mona. There you go. You Dear got it. God, it took me a while, but I had it. I it, that information I know was in my brain. Yeah, it, it was there. All right, your easy question. I just Matt, assumed it is from. These are all from Lisa's Pony. Oh dear. What is the name of Lisa's Pony? Uh, all right, you gotta send my brain way back in time. Season three. Season three. What is? The name of her pony. I thought you'd be right, right on with this one. I don't know. How, I don't know your brain well enough. I guess, Matt. Apparently not. I'm gonna go with Princess. That is correct. Okay. Sorry. There's just been so many different ponies in this show over the years. That I'm just like, uh, uh. Oh, you're gonna. We're getting another one this season. I can't wait. Yay! Yeah. All right. Ready for your medium question? I am uh, sure. All right. How many crashes has Otto had without a single fatality? Oh, God. Um, Well, it's a number, and there's only so many of them. Uh Uh-oh. Harvey's trying to give me an answer. Um, What episode? Can you tell me what episode that's from, Matt? Uh, That is a great question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I got to look it up. I just remember, like, his voice. I was thinking of trivia questions, and his voice popped in, and I'm like, oh, yes. Uh, 200. <laughs> wow. Okay. It's from the auto show. Yes. Okay. That's what I wanted. Okay. 200. Sure. That's my number. I don't, it doesn't matter. It could be anything. It's true. It is 15 crashes and not a oh. single fatality. 15. Okay. Fair enough. Your medium question, Matt. What kind of music does Princess like? Okay. She likes, oh man. Okay. It is, oh man. I want to say it's easy listening at night. And something else in the morning. I can hear her saying it, but I can't make out the words. I got nothing. Not even a guess? Uh, I'm going to say top 40 in the morning and easy listening at night. I'm sorry, Matt. It is contemporary adult in the morning and easy listening at night. That's practically the same thing. I, I mean, yes. You're right. It is practically the same thing, but not <sighs> not actually. Fine. The same thing. I'm very sorry. What is my hard question? All right, your hard question. In mom and pop art, what does Homer say is the average judgment against him oh, from God. people suing him? Um, eight thousand dollars. I'm sorry. It is sixty-eight thousand dollars. Sixty-eight thousand. Okay. Your hard question, Matt. And I hope this is actually hard because I'm not sure if it is. Uh-huh. 
Who does Lisa call for help before she calls Homer? Uh, okay. She calls... I need all of them, and I need them in the right order. In the right order? It's a hard question. Lord, okay. I believe she called Aunt Patty, Aunt Selma, Mr. Flanders, Reverend Lovejoy, and the nice man who caught the snake in our garage. Not quite right. Oh. It is Marge, Flanders, Patty, Selma, Dr. Hibbert, Reverend Lovejoy, and the nice man who caught the snake in the basement. Basement, sorry. How dare you? I know. I'm just way off. You got you got four of them, right? Mm-hmm. And almost, that doesn't give me any points and almost because you're a stickler. I mean, I got the eight part right of the 68,000. Do I get any points? <laughs> uh-huh. I have to. This is what I, this is what it takes, Matt. All right. If I don't. It, Apparently. It is. This is exactly what it takes. All right. I'm sorry. You're just not going to get any pity from me, Mr. Seven Time Winner. <sighs> if you say so. Mm-hmm. Decided to cheat and, essentially, and well, I'm not cheating. Um, that'll that'll be it for for trivia this this week. Both of us have gotten we got one point each this week. Seems to be every week now. Mm, I mean, I could have you could have gotten that right, Matt. You were very close on both those answers. Uh, that's true. Uh, but apparently, you're you're stretching back the the questions. I I can't even tell. It's three season three. You've seen how many times have you seen Lisa's Pie? Uh, a lot, but apparently I haven't memorized the scripts quite closely See, enough. See, that's the thing, Matt, because it feels like sometimes you have. Sometimes it feels <laughs> like you true. have, like, literally just memorized the scripts. So I, I kind of have to operate on that principle. Uh, that'll be it for trivia this week. We can move on to our final segment, segment we end every single episode with. It is time for Best Episode Ever. Best Episode Ever. Best episode ever. It's part of show, man. I rank the episodes categorically as you watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. I don't. What do I do with this thing? Where is what? I don't know. Like you said, it, it's it got good parts and it's got really bad parts. And just the logic has no sense at all. But there are funny parts. I laughed a few times. I laughed. Yeah, I think there are multiple funny things. I like I this is not a jo- an episode where I just didn't laugh at all. I laughed at multiple times in this episode. I also winced and multiple times in this episode. And not to mention it had a suicide joke, which yeah, really not not great. Yeah, really not great at all. And it's not like I talk about Homer's Odyssey and how maudlin it is because it had like Homer attempting suicide, but at least it treated it seriously. Like I'm I'm going to be that person and say it's not a thing you joke about unless you're really good at comedy. And you could yeah. somehow wring some humor out of it. But uh, the season 11 Simpsons are not equipped to joke about suicide. And now it's two episodes in a row that they've done that. Uh, because there was one last week, too. Um, I, I would say it's probably in the 190s to me. Maybe 190s. 200s. That, that's, I was wondering, because I was like, I don't think it's as good as last week, which is EIEI Annoyed Grunt. Um. I, it's in there with a lot of season one episodes. I mean, I think that like the highs of this are higher than that, but the lowers are much lower. Like, and at least, that's e- true. and as much as I say, uh, like I talked about yeah, yeah, I do last week about how like it didn't really have an arc for Homer. This doesn't really have an arc for Homer either. And all it does is shoehorn in a good five minutes of Maggie with the whole fame thing. Not kind of, I, I don't like, I don't know. I don't know how to like. I think this is better than Relty Bites, which is at one ninety three. That's where I like. That's like I. That's where I go on the list, and I go, oh, it's better than that. 
I think this is better than Realty Bites. Uh, yeah, Realty Bites was pretty bad. I think this is funny. Life on the Fast Lane wasn't that bad, and Morning Lease is definitely better. So yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I, I think I would. Yeah, I would just put it above Realty Bites because that's where my gut tells me to put it, and I, that's all I got right now because my brain is like, eh, it's good, but it's also bad. So I don't know. Sure. Is that all right? Now, well, how about does that sound good? One ninety three. That that's fine. I don't care enough about this. <laughs> Yeah, that's where I'm kind of at. Like, it could be worse. It's not the bottom. It's not the trash heap. But I mean, does that, I, I'm just saying, that, that does still put it above Homer's Odyssey, so that's something. I, I mean, I think Homer's Odyssey is like this. It's just joyless. It's just kind of this yeah. like bland nothing of the season one episodes. That, like, it had terrible animation. It's not super funny had suicide in it like it's just like it's really and like it doesn't feel like a simpsons episode at all even but it is not a colossal disaster like the everything below homer's odyssey basically yeah which is almost all bad really bad shows um so that's hello gutter hell fodder and number 193 first on our list is still homer's enemy last on our list is still when you dish upon a star holding it strong matt for now shocking for now because I think we're going to get worse than this and worse than that in this season. You know, I can almost guarantee it. You know what our next episode is? I don't actually. It is eight misbehaving. The octuplets. Uh, hmm. All right. Not sure about this one. With Larry Kidkill. Very yep. subtle humor. The season 11 Simpsons are known for like naming characters. Larry Kidkill. Written by Matt Selman, who I think puts out the usually the best modern episodes. It's true. He's he's responsible for I think the best post classic year Simpsons in a lot of cases. So he this is like one of his first. So we'll see how it goes. I don't I've not watched this episode in a long time, so we'll see how it goes. It's it has a it's a an Apu episode which makes me leery. Yeah, we've there's a lot of Apu thoughts. I remember at lately. least one really racist joke. I mean. I don't know if we're going to even talk. I, there's, It's kind of inherent to the, maybe the problems episode, but we'll talk about that next week. I don't want to talk about it now. Uh, you can find all this stuff on our website, simpsonsshow.com. Uh, new episodes where you can download them, and download them and or stream them. Links to our Facebook, to our Twitter, to our RSS feed, and a link to our Patreon. If you want to throw the show a couple dollars, help us keep the lights on. We'd love you and appreciate you. My cat is very loud. <laughs> i think that'll do it for us you can find me online on twitter at robbie dorman you can please check out my other podcast the handsome boys comics hour it is about comic books uh this week's episode will be about transformers the transformers comics we're reading those for our book club more than meets the eye exactly and the serial fanaticist it's about all kinds of nerdy things I like talking about. This week's, this past week's episode is about New Japan Pro Wrestling. So it's another, some some Japanese wrestling talk. Ex exploring the careers of Shinsuke Nakamura and Hiroshi Tanahashi. You know who those guys are, right, man? I, I totally do. Well, right. now thanks to you and Eric on Twitter, I know. <laughs> it's true. It's a, it's, a, it's a side effect of following us. Um, Matt does not participate. Social media, unless there's a certain level of Patreon backer, you will not find him. 
Uh, that's true. Uh, however, uh, apparently I've decided I'm just going to be a, a, Twitter, a Twitter troll, so I'm just making random accounts and trolling random people, uh, most of the alt-right. So, you know, unless you're them, just uh, steer clear of Nazis. I think they largely would re- – I think they know that this thing is not for them at this point. 200-plus episodes in, I think they've realized they shouldn't be listening. Please. That's right. Get the hell out. We don't want you. Please. Uh, I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And keep watching this as ends. Shh.